Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name is Jason Newland. Please only listen to this when you can safely close your eyes. I don't mean just like you know when your eyes are closed but you're kind of looking through you're still kind of peeking I mean when you actually got your eyes closed no peeking and uh, there are no longer any websites I don't mean in the entire world I mean for me I've got rid of every single website Because basically, this is not very interesting. I, mean, it's, I know it's not supposed to be, but I just got, I can't afford to keep doing it. I can't afford to run this free service um, the way I was. So I've eliminated pretty much everything except the podcast not just this podcast or you know I've still got all the 45 podcasts so the only thing I'm paying for now other than broadband the internet is the Spreaker podcast where all my stuff is and then it's distributed throughout the internet you know on various podcast hosts like Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. So, part of the reason for that is because I had some money, I actually had a donation. Or a gift. It's not more of a gift rather than donation. Because I'm not a charity. But uh, I was gifted uh, $25. Which ended up being about £18. And uh, I didn't take it. I didn't transfer it into my bank straight away. I waited two days. Or maybe one day. I don't know. But if I had transferred it straight away. I could have gone to the, the bank and drew that there would have been enough there to draw out £20 because I had a couple of pound left in there so that would have been £20 in my pocket but I left it too late and I had £27 taken out of my account before so I was minus £29 or something so when I did put the PayPal money in I still owed £7. Well, I don't know, something like that. So, it's a bit annoying. And then I had my my stepmum's birthday party to go to. And I couldn't afford to go, which was today. And I owe my, <laughs> this is weird, I owe my dad £15. I'm an adult. You know, I'm nearly 49, but I owed my dad £15 
towards my stepmom's birthday present because they got uh, this lovely bracelet and me and all the other like kids uh, put in £25 each so I'd already given my dad £10 when I saw him last plus there's a travel of like £12 to get there so uh, so in the end I borrowed £50 off a friend until Wednesday when I get paid and I went up there and I actually so it's last night Andre's just come to do a poo lovely I can't believe such a small little creature like him can be so heavy footed and now he's scratching again so I'm going to have to check him out make sure he hasn't got fleas again that's going to annoy me I'm grumpy I just had one of the I just had one of the best days of the year and I'm moaning so last night I just thought that's it I'm going to have to get rid of everything cut down every expense that I that I don't need to pay for so I got rid of Netflix Amazon Prime um, yeah but I had Amazon Music as well as well as all the websites all the other podcasts and just got rid of everything so I'm still on YouTube and I still got the you know the podcasts what's weird though and I don't know why the stats have gone down massively today I've got like um yeah about 1,600 or something downloads or yesterday rather instead of the 2,500 that I kind of normally get surely the websites weren't giving me that many downloads (sighs) Um, there's no longer any advertising on the podcast as well so there's it's I'm kind of everything's now on a what do they call it a shoestring everything's now just still running still going to make the podcasts but that's kind of it I'm not going to be I've determined I'm never going to ever make another website ever again and I spoke to my brother today my little brother he's not little but he's younger he's bigger than me but he's younger he's a big massive do you know the um do you know Ghostbusters remember that big big tyre man that's what he's, he's not, no he's not like that but he's he is he's I'd say he's bigger than me he's 
got to be a good 15, 16 stone. It's a big, strong, strong young lad, strong young lady. And uh, he actually is an IT professional. That's what he does for a living. And he builds websites and all that stuff. And I said to him, never ever make another website ever again. That's it. I'm done with websites. I'm done forever. And I said to him, in the future, if I do need a website, you know, I just said to him, "Can I need you to do it for me?" And he said, "No." I said, "Please." And he said, "No." I said, "Please, please." And he said, "No." But then, just as I left, he said, "Yeah, I'll do your website." But it, it won't be maybe in a few years. I can't foresee me really needing a website unless I start selling something. Uh, I don't mean my kidneys I mean if I started selling like books or courses or mp3s videos I don't know if I started doing that but um, yeah I'm never ever ever going to build another website that's it and I can build websites really quickly but I'm not doing it no more. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. 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 With that. So I'm going to. I'm just going to continue making podcasts and helping people if, if you know, if I can. And not so much getting back to basics because. I like to think that I kind of have progressed from basics, you know, back in 2006. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to make the recordings, stick them online, and that's it. I'm just going to continue doing what I was doing anyway. But what's weird about it is I really struggle to watch television without doing something else. I'm so used to watching television or a movie or whatever it is while I'm online, like building a website or doing something like that and to just sit here looking at that television screen and to not do anything else I find a bit boring a little bit like it's not really stimulating me you know so I don't know maybe I need to do more press ups Who knows? I don't know. So, but yeah, so that's that's it. Websites are all gone, forever and ever and ever. 
although I am going to keep the domain name. So jasonnewland.com is going to stay with me forever. I'm never getting rid of that. So that in the future, if I do need a website, that will be my domain name. I'm going to keep that. So I'll just pay that yearly, 20 quid or a year, whatever that is. Um, it's probably more than that, actually, for about £28 a year. Or is it 94 I don't know. The, so, yeah, so I'm not going to pay for anything else because that's it. I've got enough for food, bills, and that's, you know. It's kind of a shame because I, I do actually enjoy the website. Website? Website side of things. A bit, but then I find myself getting really caught up in it, you know, to the point of uh, being hungrier but not wanting to stop because I'm sort of in the middle of doing something or needing to go to bed but kind of wanting to sort of stay awake because I want to finish what I'm doing, which on some level I think it's a really good thing you know it's passionate isn't it being passionate about something and you know wanting to really kind of get it done so I've now freed my brain up a bit and I'm going to start making some more well I can't really make any more recordings of what I'm already doing because I've been doing like probably three a day recently but I'm going to maybe look at some new new kinds of things I can do because I know that some people really like these ones the let me bore you to sleep some people really like the deep sleep whisper hypnosis sessions uh, so yeah, some people really like the anxiety ones as well the relaxation hypnosis for anxiety obviously stress anxiety and panic attacks so they're popular also so those three three kind of podcasts are like probably the most popular ones but there's probably other stuff that I could do as well I'd like to do more chronic pain relief but I don't want to spend time making recordings that no one listens to. And the pain relief podcast just isn't isn't popular. It's not it's not got hardly any listeners. 
So it's as if the the only thing that the only real thing that people like what I do is the sleepy stuff. Um, in a way, in a way, I would say that my chronic pain relief stuff is better than the sleepy stuff. Um, well, maybe not. I don't know. I'd also say that I reckon the. I've mentioned this the other day. I think the. Some of the the longer recordings I did for the hypnotic buffet, hypno chats. Uh, I did have one, healing hypnosis, live from my bedroom. You know things like that were really good. Like quite. Um, quite deep in some ways which doesn't really go together with this podcast I know right I've been serious long enough let's let's talk about family so I managed to borrow some money yesterday from a friend unfortunately the problem with borrow money from someone on the phone is you then got to listen to them for about an hour talking about their life so yeah I kind of used up a fair bit of my phone credit on that and uh, it's not just listening you've got to kind of pretend to be interested but (laughs) it's okay and uh See, I intended to go. You know, I thought, yeah, I've now got £50, uh, which left me with £40 because £10 went out of my account straight away. I went up to the bank, got to the cash machine last night, drew out 40 That's all I could take out. And I thought, ooh... And uh, I think I had £15 still, so I had £55 altogether. And then I went to the shop, I think, and I got some... What did I get? got a few bits from the shop so I got some hot cross buns or some tea cakes or was that the day before it might have been the day before no I'm pretty sure it was yesterday because I walked down the country lane and I didn't take Andre with me I just went on my own or did I? no I didn't I got the bus 
that's it, I got the bus there and then I waited and got the bus back that's it, yeah so I got the bus to, because I was waiting around in the rain for probably about 15 minutes and I got the bus to the shops and got some tea cakes and this was last night I'm pretty sure or like yesterday afternoon time late afternoon and this this is Friday not Saturday because to me this is still Saturday even though it's Sunday at 4 5.02 in the morning and yeah, got on the bus, got there, got off the bus, I crossed the road. So I remember I pressed the left hand um, traffic light sign instead of the right one. Not instead of the right, I didn't look the wrong one instead of the right one, but the left instead of the right because there's, there's a big knob you can touch on either side. So I touched the one on the left and the traffic stopped, I crossed and I went to see what time the next bus was and there was plenty of time so I walked to the shop, I got what I needed and then I waited for the next bus and again I think I waited for about 15 minutes for that one but this time there was shelter Um, I don't mean like the homeless charity I mean there's there's shelter like a a bus shelter did they call it? yeah bus shelter the thing is this isn't very good because the buses, it's like on a, there's like a little, I don't know what you want to call it, a corner where the bus comes round. So the buses can't see the bus stop until it's pretty much there already and it goes right past unless you put your hand out. I mean, you could have a stick with a big like flappy fake hand and like stick out in the road but it's a hassle to carry around so it's a case of just keeping an eye out and then quickly jumping out not like jumping out of the bushes in a rain mac but but just because otherwise you've got to stand further up so the bus can see you but it means getting wet and there's all these bushes these trees that block the view of seeing when the bus is coming so that you see it just as it's coming so literally you know the first thing you see is it coming towards you 
well not toward but like you know past you on the road and then this this lady came along and she starts just talking to me and she sits down and then she's looking at her phone so I'm the one on doing the lookout for the bus I think we should have took turns why was it up to me I, I, when the bus did turn up I kind of partly felt like just ignoring it and letting it go past but then that would have kind of messed me up as well so Logic won over spitefulness yet again. So then I yeah, so I so I begged for the for the fifty pound and I got I went to the to the cash point to the you know, to get some money out, so I got that out. And I came home. I always find it's good to get back. And I just wasn't sure what to do. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get out of bed or whether I wanted to go and do this, you know, go up and visit family today or yesterday or the day ahead from where I was then and then I spent the next few hours deleting all the websites and everything like that and at about three o'clock I felt tired and I went and had to lay down <sighs> and I woke up about eight o'clock And I thought, hmm, I can go, can't I? I can, I could just go there. Which is what I did. So I got ready, had my breakfast. I did leave it a little bit late, so I missed the bus. So I needed to walk to the train station. And by the time I got there, I was all sweaty which is uh, it's not always a good start to the day so it was a yeah it was just sweaty and I got um, I got there with about five minutes before the train was going to arrive and there was a queue of people not only outside on the machine but also inside and uh a lady came up to me and she said are you in the queue and she, I think she said is this the queue I said I hope so and I don't know if that came across as rude I didn't mean it rudely just factually because I'm queuing so if I'm in the wrong queue or if I'm if it's not a queue and it's just people just standing there Randomly, you know, then it wouldn't be great. But yeah, I got my ticket. 
it moves fairly quickly and the train came, got on the train and there was two trains to catch, not at the same time, but the first one took me somewhere and then the next one took me to the next, you know, where I was going. And when I sat down on the first train, and I, yeah, I'm not sure if it was the train, the first or the second train, but I sat down at one point and someone sat opposite me. And I can't, I just look around, I'd like to know what's going on, who's around me. But then someone sat, and there was this, I had my earphones in, just listening to um, Jim Rohn, who's a motivational speaker. So I like to feel motivated when I'm travelling on a train. Quite motivational. It's, it's not specific for me. You know, it's not like he's saying, go on, Jason, you can sit there. You can continue sitting there. Look out the window. Just sit there. It wasn't that kind of motivation. And, but there was someone behind me on the phone talking loudly. I actually thought it was a tannoy system. But it wasn't. It was the person behind me. So I thought, oh, nah. Before I want to move, but uh, but then I put my hand down and my hand was wet, so the seat was wet on it. Might have been the condensation from my water bottle, but you know, I wasn't going to take chances. And I did have a little sniff of my finger, but you know, I mean, to be fair, whenever I sniff my finger, I'm not really sure what I'm smelling so I kind of I didn't want to take the chance so I, I got up and moved to a different part of the carriage and then I thought oh does this look like I'm being rude but I kind of got over that thought quite quickly and then on the way back on the train No, it would have been the first train, not the second train. The first, on the way back, there was some uh, man. Well, I guess by the by the amount of hair on on the hand, it was a man. Actually, he had his hand right behind him, so he was in front of me, sitting in front of me. But he had his hand wrapped behind the headrest. So I was basically facing his hand. And I'm pretty sure there's no actual legal laws that says that that's not acceptable. But I'm pretty sure there's some social laws un unspoken that you don't do that. It's like, what on earth are you doing? Because for me, 
when I'm sitting in a chair or, you know, seat in a bus or a train, that space between me and the back of the seat is mine. It's not mine, I don't own it. But I feel like I'm kind of renting it temporarily for that space of time that I'm occupying that space of the seat. And wrapping his hand it's like do you remember the Mr. Tickle books? The Mr. Men books. It was like yeah, that's what his arm was like. It's like wrapped around the chair about seven times. Like, what is he doing? But I just it's like oh, I couldn't understand it. <laughs> it's just it was like what? Honestly, I half expected him to start tickling my knees. Like, what are you doing? Get off me. Okay, we'll carry on, but just be quick. It's like, just it's very strange. So I get to, I get off the first train there, on the way there. And there's about half hour um, wait until the next train that I'm catching. So, I'm just waiting around and I get, I, I go out, I go out of the train station for 10 minutes and the train inspector, not the, not, but he's, he worked on the, I don't know what you want to call him, he's station worker or whatever. And so you've got all these barriers, so you have to put your card through to get through. So I, I knew that I couldn't put my card through because that was only half the journey. There's a chance it could have took my card. So I said to him, excuse me, mate. Uh, I've got my card here and uh, I just want to go outside for a bit. Is that all right? And he said, yes, my friend. And uh, he let me through. So I went outside. Lovely day. Really nice house it was. It wasn't bad inside, but it was really nice outside. And quite busy, you know, Saturday afternoon. Or actually, I suppose it was still Saturday morning, but it was getting... It was probably about half ten in the morning. And it looked like people were getting ready to go to the football. Uh, not everybody, but the the pub opposite the train station uh, had three doormen swapping jokes. I, I guess they were laughing and stuff. And... Uh, I think that they would probably only be there. They'd only have uh, security on the doors during the day when there's football. So, uh, I mean, they'd probably just swallow, just swap in prison stories or something. But they were having fun anyway. 
and I went back inside. I tried to put my card going and back in, and it refused it. It went dee 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 like that. So I thought, okay, because I do understand Morse code, and the the, the ticket man he was still there. I guess he's, he hadn't finished his shift yet. And I uh, said, Hello there, fella. Yeah, he's not letting me in. I saw you earlier. But he just, he didn't seem as friendly towards me. And I thought, well, it's only been, at the most, 12 minutes. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that. I'd have done anything to offend him in that time. I mean, all I did was just go outside. It's not like I went outside and started kind of mimicking him. You know, just... I don't know how I would. I mean, I don't know, just met him. Even the best mimics, you'd need to know the person a little bit, wouldn't you? Before you start sort of imitating them. I suppose, mind you, I could have just like, have you got a ticket? Have you got a ticket? Have you got a ticket? I suppose that would have been quite a good imitation. So he let me through. I I had a ticket. And then I went into the shop, which was inside the train station. And I thought to myself, you know what? Gonna get myself some mints. I don't mean mince meat, I mean like mints as in uh, uh mint mints uh menthos, you know. So I got them and then I thought ah Perhaps I'll get myself a, a bottle of Coke. And I went and looked and I wasn't sure how much they were. So I walked up to the the counter. Well, I partly walked, partly skipped. But, you know, I got to the counter and I said to the lady, You right, lady? She said, yes, thanks, fella. And I said, uh, how much is this bottle of Coke? And she said, it's £2.15. And I said, oh. And she, she looked at me. She said, oh, is it too much for you? Can't you afford such a huge amount of money? Oh, poor you. She patted me on the head. and uh, So I put it back. I said, no. I refuse to pay £2.15 for a bottle of Coke. And she said, why? I said, because I've got £1.95. That's all I've got. She said, fair enough. And uh, we danced for a little bit. You know, we had a little bit of a slow dance. Uh, had some music playing. It was a uh, lady in red. So whenever that plays, I always sort of kind of try and dance with whoever's around. 
I've made lots of friends that way. I've been arrested a few times, but you know, generally, generally works out okay. And so then I went up to the train platform that my next train was going to come. But there was lots of people waiting for a train that was the one before mine. And I thought, nah, nah, I'm not waiting with this lot. So I went into the, like a, a waiting room. Not like a doctor's waited room where doctors work or dentist waiting room uh, or solicitor's waiting room. It was, it's basically just, it's like a greenhouse but without tomatoes in it, but without being a greenhouse. And there's like th three sets of seats and so I sit in one so I sit I'm not going to sit where other people are sitting so I sit the other side and the seat collapsed not like completely on the floor and anything like that but it just it just fell back it was really weird it was like some kind of fairground ride and I thought, oh, I'll sit forward and it'll be all right. It's only for a short term. And at the time, there was two people sitting there opposite me and they were reading their papers or pretending to read their papers. I don't know. I got a sense that they were watching me. <laughs> Probably not. And then this big tall man comes in. He sits on the remaining bench of seats sits down and I'm just sitting there and just thinking probably only had about 20 not probably I don't know 20 minutes till the next train till my train and then there's this almighty bang inside this little thing this little waiting room thing and I looked over and it was this man and he basically just closed his glasses case. So he's got his case and he's just closed it. It's one of those that snap closed. He did that on purpose. You don't have to let them bang like that. I was astonished. It's like, what are you doing? How, what, where, where is your head right now? Why would you do that in public? Make so much noise. Of all the things I didn't say to him. And uh, then a young lady comes in, sits down, eats something. I think it's a sandwich. She basically inhales it. it it's as if... She had some kind of weird thing in her mouth that just melted the food. She just like pushed it in. It's like a magic trick. You know when people put something like a, a big balloon and they put it, push it into their mouth? That's what she did with the food. It just disappeared. But there was no jaw movement. I mean, you know, 
it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just uh, it is uh, just a bit surprising. I mean, I, I was not I wasn't staring it up, but I was kind of using my peripheral vision to observe. And then she got up and left. So, uh, probably to get more food, I imagine. And she, and then I went out and I waited for the train and about another 10 minutes and I got there. Because I, I wasn't enjoying my, I wasn't enjoying the waiting room. It wasn't really everything I'd hoped it would be. So I went and, uh, stood on a platform and eventually the train came and I got on the train and it took me to where I was going everything kind of worked out okay there was uh, there was this woman on there and she had blonde hair really quite striking um, I don't mean she had like a placard saying we won't go back to work till we get our pay rise but she was she looked a bit like um, is it Agonita from ABBA she had that kind of I quite like that look I like you know not really that fussy but I quite like the um, Swedish kind of look Something about it. I don't know why that is. Um, but also like Spanish girls. So you know. That's complete opposite. Isn't it? From being like really fair skinned. And blonde. To dark skinned. And dark hair. And brown eyes. You know. I just. I'm just. Anyone that's willing to kind of. Put up with me really. So. I smiled at her on the way out and she grimaced and uh, so then I I went into the garage because of a garage there a petrol station and I, I thought I'll get, a, I'll get a bottle of coke here because it'll be cheaper and I went and I've tried to figure out which one was which. And they had a different section. They had all these different flavoured Cokes. But then one different section with a, a, a bunch of letters underneath. Which basically represented the sugar tax. So it's more expensive. And I said to... There's this... A uh, young lady who's working. She's, I think she's standing on a ladder. And uh, I've got a rule: if I see someone standing on a ladder, I like to disturb them. Yeah, just disrupt what they're doing. It's just one of those ongoing uh, hobbies of mine. And I said, "Do you know how much that bottle of Coca-Cola is?" she had to get down the ladder stop what she's doing disrupting her flow and she came over I don't mean her flow I'm talking about working wise I don't know any internal stuff going on but 
she came in and she said she didn't come in she was still there and we went over to the I mean it wasn't a long journey it was like two footsteps to the counter where the cokes were the fridge and she said oh that's where the sugar tax is so it's about one pound it's like 40 50 pence more and I said oh I didn't want to say that I've only got like I didn't have enough you know I really only want to spend about 150 and she said well, why don't you get one of them and I, before she st- when she said that I thought don't start trying to push me onto something different I know what I want I want a bottle of coke you know I kind of knew straight away she was going well why don't you get a diet coke or the zero coke or the pepsi what about a lemonade what about a packet of crisps like I thought no you know I just like I know what I want I don't need you to recommend something else that's what I was thinking but I thought I'll look down anyway because she's recommending and she pointed towards a much bigger bottle of coke that was just one pound so a bottle that was twice the size of the one that was one pound ninety or two pound or whatever. And I thought, wow. And I remember saying to her, that's, that's ridiculous, isn't it? And she said, well, no, I'm just trying to help you out. I said, no, no, I mean, it's not your, you're not ridiculous. It's ridiculous that they're selling something twice the amount for one pound to the other and she said yeah I know I don't know why that is I said you reckon you could find out and she said I don't really want to I said oh fair enough and uh, so I you know I got that that lasted me pretty much all day and uh, and I walked I said thank you to the well I got to the the till and put the bottle on there and the the lady behind the till said any petrol I said no no thanks no thanks just just a coke I don't need any petrol today thanks and uh, she looked at me a bit weirdly that might have been because she had three eyes but yeah anyway so then I walked up to my dad's got there and see they didn't know I was going because I sent a text last night saying that I wasn't going because at that point I didn't think I could afford to get there and it turns out in this situation it was it's better to or sometimes, maybe not all situations, it's better to say you're not going and go than to say you are and not. I suppose depending on the circumstances, isn't it? I mean, if it's if it's a wedding and you're like the bride or the groom, then I suppose that could be classed as playing games, couldn't it? Or indecisiveness. So I got there, I got there too early. They were just, 
faffing around, putting up decorations and because I had the garden all done out and uh, uh, I mean well, it's not decorated like with paint but I had this big marquee and yeah there's a lot of work put in and I'm putting up bunting and stuff up and I was watching because I don't do manual work and it was just I got there too early I really did and you know so it was like three hours of just I kind of got to talking a bit but once you've kind of said hello to someone and kind of caught up with them you know it's yeah nothing really happened until about three o'clock and then people started turning up because it was my stepmom's birthday and that's when it all turned it was lovely then because my auntie that I haven't seen I haven't seen her for years and I would really get on well with her really do always have and she she was there so at one point she was there talking to my brother so I'm standing behind her she doesn't know I'm there and uh, eventually she still doesn't know I'm there so it's a bit a bit awkward so I, I move around so she can see me and then she gets all excited and she hugs me and I and I start saying ah to my brother she's forgotten all about you now as you see me, my favourite nephew, nah, 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 nah. and uh, quite childish, really, wasn't it? I suppose, in hindsight. And uh, I said to her, Oh, it's my third favourite auntie. I've only got two aunties. And uh, she's, she thinks she likes that. And we were just talking, and it was just like catching up and. She had a new boyfriend that I'd met, not met before. He was really nice. And everything kind of turned... It just became much more fun then. Because it was nice to when I first got there, but then everyone was like busy getting ready for the party, and I am just... Ugh, just didn't have anything to do. Because uh, I wasn't willing to help. So I just just sitting there really, <laughs> and uh, oh, my dad gave me a coat. So just before the party started, my dad said, "Oh, you haven't seen our bedroom yet, have you? We're decorated." And I said, "I've never seen your bedroom." What's the point in showing me your decorated bedroom when I don't know what it looked like before? And he said why are you so rude I said I'm, I know I'm not I just I don't go into your bedroom it's just I never have even when I lived with him I didn't go into his bedroom just I don't know just it wasn't but then I realised that was a lie because I have been in his bedroom I think once and that was when I got a job uh, in a call centre 
and I had no clothes to wear. You know, he lent me, I didn't have a tie, so he, he gave me a tie, a couple of shirts, because we're roughly the same size really nowadays. He, and, you know, so he sort of helped me out. So I have been in his room, but I think that was the only time ever. But he had these coats, and he was like, well, you can have one. The brand new coats, winter coats. So I said, well, which one do you want? Because he had, I think, four. He, he, did, he hadn't stolen them. <laughs> it's not like he's, uh, like, selling stolen goods. It's just, he's had these coats for years that just, he hasn't worn, like, I don't, I don't know how long many years but they're just really thick winter coats proper uh, big thick things and and I said wait a minute I bought you this last Christmas he said yeah you can have that back hate it hate it absolutely hate it sometimes I just put it on the floor and I just just stand on it I said, come on, that's a bit, a bit over the top. He said, yeah, I know, but I hate it. Sometimes I feel like I want to cut it up and use it as toilet paper. Dad, that's a present. I said, oh, no, I can't help it. No, he didn't say any of that. And he said, uh, so he gave it to me. He said, and then he, he, he gave me my £15 back, the money that I gave him towards a present. He gave that back to me and said, oh, you can have that back. Uh, to help with the travel so that was really kind and then he gave me my, Chris, my birthday present but it's a card so I've, I can't open it until my birthday it's like oh wow so I got this nice jacket brand new I had the label on and everything um, it's not Armani it's mine it's not on mine it's it's just it's going to be really good for the winter and I suppose that hence the winter coat but anyway my auntie was there so I was talking to her and I found out some stuff I didn't know before so of January did not know this did not know this so my mum, my biological person that you know popped me out of her pelvis, she left when I was five months old, and she came back again when I was two years old. But in that period, my auntie and one of my uncles tried to adopt us. You know, they got a house, uh, they were gonna basically bring us up with their kids so it's kind of like a family effort if you know what I mean and my auntie had another child that was pretty much exactly the same age as me I think within like a month or so we were the same age uh, or maybe six months but the social services refused they said no because something about uh, because she had a kid and because and they were a family and there's something like that but they 
social services wouldn't let them adopt us. And it was too much for my dad because there was three of us and he was just on his own and this was the 70s and in them days men did not bring up kids. You know, it wasn't, it just didn't happen really. And it was the, I don't think the social services, the the benefits and stuff, I don't think he would have, there wasn't the help there that there is now, I guess. But that was really interesting. Like, I didn't know that. Did not know that she actually, she could have been my mum. My, she would have brought me up and I, I would have thought of her as my mum. And I, I never understood why I had a connection with her. But apparently I spent loads of time with her. From the eight, from even before, because she was best friends with my mum, before I was even born, they were best friends, and so I spent loads of time with my aunt when I was a baby, and for the first you know two years of my life, before my mum came back and got us, so I spent two years with her. So two of the most important years of your life, like developmentally, like brain and stuff. It's like, wow. So that's why I had that connection with her. Kind of an imprint sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, so that was that was very enlightening, really. But that was lovely to see her, and I was just acting all silly and saying silly stuff and all that. And uh, having some fun. I had a... I had one and a half bottles of lager and I was a bit tiddly or a little bit you know no no means drunk but just a little bit affected by the alcohol and in a way I kind of wish I could have stayed but I didn't have anything with me didn't have a toothbrush and I didn't, you know, I mean, I would have just been sort of sleeping in my clothes, and that's why I came home. But before I came home, I, I went over and said hello to my niece, who's now 11. I've never had any kind of relationship with her. Never really kind of, cause I don't see her very often. I see her like maybe once or twice a year. And... When she was little, of course, she was a lot of fun and and stuff, but she forgets all that. She doesn't... There'd be such a long distance time between seeing her that I think she forgot who I was. But today, or yesterday, rather, I was sitting there and I was just thought, I'm just going to talk to her. And I had her laughing. She was creasing up laughing. And I just... I realised, and I always knew this, but I didn't, didn't know it. I didn't know it take this long. That my my only real way in to having a relationship is by communication, like verbal, like having a laugh. And it's taken this long before I could do it. And she just, she was really open to it, and it was just. 
just saying funny things and we were just verbally um, like jousting kind of you know that was really good and then I realised that my and I got a lift home I got a lift to a train station by my stepsister or my I don't know sister-in-law stepsister or something like that and I realised that my mental maturity is that of an 11 year old girl that's my level of maturity that's where, that's where I can communicate as like wow who'd have thought it he was all these years thinking I was about a 7 year old level but actually I'm not I'm actually 11 year old maturity so I'm much more mature than I thought I was so there you go so I'm basically emotionally an 11 year old girl that's weird but it was lovely just to see her smiling and laughing and to be able to sort of communicate and connect with her like for the first time really ever and uh, yeah and then when I was going to go I was sort of saying goodbye to everyone and she was just standing there with her arms open waiting to give me a hug goodbye and she's, I don't know if she's ever done that before either it's like wow it's brilliant so it's I got made a new little friend there which was nice so I just I've had uncles and stuff I've only really had one uncle that showed any interest in me when I was younger and it does make a difference you know if you can kind of connect on a and it has to be a personal level a connection that you, they don't have with anyone else I think that's probably with all relationships but it's nice to just have a, like a personal connection rather than just uh, turning up for family occasions and just being another uncle or another aunt but just have like a a personal separate thing and she loves reading and I love reading we both love books so we've got that thing in common and yeah so that's really cool so what else happened and I got yeah I came back I Yeah, so I left, got the train back. So Mr. Tiggle with his arms wrapped all around the chairs. So he was there, so that was like, oh. And then... Yeah, when I got to the next train station, there was... Yeah, the train didn't go to where I wanted to go. So I ended up having to get three trains. But eventually, I did get back. And then I was walking home. And I got home and uh, gave Andre a big cuddle. 
and he hadn't trashed the place, which is good, because I hadn't seen him for ten hours. Over yeah, over ten hours. It's really rare that I go that long without seeing him. And I just realised it was a really good day. It is yeah the best day of the year for me so far. It's really lovely just to get to be silly for a few hours and yeah get to see my little brother and my niece and my auntie and you know of course my dad and my stepmom and all that stuff so it's it was a good good day and right at the end just before I was leaving my dad called me over because um, he was going to see me out and say goodbye and stuff but he called me over to this bloke with a, a lady there and he said do you remember him I said no bye he said no wait 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 this is do you remember when you worked at Tank Freight yeah he he was in the office with you I said dad it was 33 years ago I said no offence mate I don't remember you I'd and he said, oh, you filled out a bit and you had more hair back then. And this bloke, he couldn't... He only looked like he was probably in his 60s himself. So I don't know how he remembered me. Uh, lovely bloke, I just don't remember him. And... That was one of the worst jobs I ever had because I was really rubbish at it. And I wanted to be good at it, but I was really rubbish. And what made it worse is my dad worked there as well. He was a, he, he had a different job, so I didn't work with him. But I was in the office, and he he was on the, the he was an electrician, and I just I was absolutely terrible at the job. And I left in the end. I just couldn't didn't like it. But this man remembered me. I was like, wow. It's just like the way so you filled out. And he said, you used to be skinny. I said, yeah, well, we've all, we've all put weight on, haven't we? When, you know, everyone puts weight on. He said, yeah, but, but he was quite, he's still quite slim, though. Um, but yeah, that was just really weird. Just like, oh. So we had a little kiss. And, uh, and then I left. So that's... That was that day done. Came home and... I've had a couple of little naps. So tired. Because I had really... Well, it took a took quite a bit out of me really but it's a really really good day I'm going to leave it there that's that's the story of my day and I at one point my uh, I was outside and I came in that's not the whole story and I, my stepmom was in the kitchen with two of her friends and she introduced me to them. She said, oh, this is Jason. 
and one of them said, "Oh, you're you're your dad's son." I said, "Yeah," and then my stepmother said, "Yeah, and mine." Oh, it's so it was so lovely. She like grabbed me, like like gave me a cuddle, and said, "And mine," just so like because she's my she's been my mum sort of for thirty three years or whatever, and. Uh, I said, yeah, she is my mum, even though she's only 11 years older than me. I was like, wow. It's not a lot, is it? She's actually closer to my age than she is to my dad. She's 13 years younger than him and 11 years older than me. Isn't that weird? Not weird, but interesting. Well, not even that interesting, really, is it? Or was it 14 years younger than him? I don't know. She's 60. Just turned 60. And I'm just about to turn 49. So that's, you know, literally 11 11 years and... Two weeks. Or something. And my dad's 25 years older than me. I don't know, you work it out. But it was like, and she seemed really happy, my dad was happy, Every everybody was just having a really nice time. And, no, it was, it was good. It is, it was a really good time. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was anyway. So I'm going to go... Thank you very much for listening and I shall speak to you very soon and I can't, I'm not sure what number this is but I think for my 200th episode someone has recommended that that I do a live Facebook broadcast so that's probably what I'm going to do so I need to plan that that makes sense that I need to plan it so what I'm thinking is, was it Sunday? I'm going to have to first of all find out what day I'm going to do it and then make sure that I'm there at that time on that day. And I'll do a, a live Facebook broadcast for the Let Me Boy You To Sleep. And we can do a little like Q&A, just say hi, thingamajig. So take care everyone. I'll speak to you very soon. Lots of love. And remember to be kind to yourself. Be extra gentle. And say nice things to yourself. Because you deserve it. Take care. Bye.